And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I've got my brother Quentin with me today. And we're continuing our countdown of our favorite tracks from 2020. This is week three. So we're now in our in our top ten. Although these aren't in any particular order, so it's not really ranked at all. But anyway, we're down to our final ten. And Q, you're gonna kick us off. We're gonna jump right into it and start with some tunes right out the gate. Kicking us off, I'm bringing another song that Travis has no idea what it's going to be. We're going to try to flow with it. Keep we're, it going. That's right. We're going to try to flow from track to track. We're amateur DJs, you know. We're not, like, we don't get paid to, to, to scratch it out, you know. I mean, here's the challenge. The challenge is our songs are picked. Our songs are what they are. We have to, so whatever you play... I've only got five tracks left to choose from on my list, so I'm going to do the best I can to pick something that flows well with your pick, but as we get down to our last few, it's not going to it's not going to be perfect, but That's all right, dude. We're going to try our best. We'll see what kind of convoluted way we can tie it to to each other, right? We're having fun with it. Yeah, you know, just a couple of a couple of bros having fun. <laughs> all right, Q, what do you got? All right, man. I have been in love with this song all year. I can't get enough of it. Every time I hear it, it gives me goosebumps. Goosebumps, okay. So, goosebumps, dude. And I've I have blasted a link to this song to you throughout the year. I don't know if you've ever actually pressed play. I'm hoping that you haven't. <laughs> okay. Every, like, three months, I'll be like, dude, I don't know if you've listened to this yet. You gotta hear it. I'm sure, surely I've pushed play at least once. Well, sometimes you let me down, brother, and like a, a couple days will go by, and I'll be like, "Did you listen to that song I sent you?" And you're like, "Nope." You know what? What, what can I say? I'm a busy guy. Busy guy. You're busy, busy coding. That's right. All right. So the artist is Laura Marling, folk singer songwriter. Uh, she has been in the music industry. Like she grew up around music. Basically, this has been her entire life. Her mom's a music teacher. Her father runs a record studio. She just released an album called Song for Our Daughter. Came out earlier this year, back in April of this year. And we're going to get right into it, dude. Again, I can't stress this enough, dude. This might be my favorite song of the year. Okay, man, the hype has been built up. It's just something about it, man. All right, so this song is called Only the Strong. Only the strong survive Only the strong survive Only the wrong relive their lives We've been here a thousand times Wish I could go back and find Letters I wrote you in my mind Perhaps I could unnoticed from this awful bind 
most I have forgot or over refined Love is a sickness cured by time Love is a sickness cured by time Bruises all end up benign Love is a sickness cured by time I hope that you can change my one of those tracks that kind of stops you you know and you you're captivated by it right oh man yeah dude uh or you know you might be i've talked about this before like where you know you're listening to music you know you're doing something and then something happens in the song and you're like whoa i, I need to i need to pay attention to this right yep and because it's just it, it's moving right her vocals are very um like this is a timeless song in a hundred years you could listen to this song and it'll be just as great as it was today, you know. Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not exaggerating, dude. I. I got choked up again, man. Yeah, it's Listening one of those tracks every time. Yeah, because of what she does with her her vocals, you know. And the lyrics, dude. My my one of my favorite lines. Uh, she says, "Wish I could go back and find letters I wrote you in my mind. Perhaps I could unknot us from this awful bind." Like, I wish I could think back to all these things that I've thought about telling you, but I never did. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great track. And that's setting a particular bar for this episode. <laughs> but I've got the perfect. Can I just say, real quick, dude, another thing I really like about it. You notice that there's a gradual, very subtle build throughout the song. Like, at 10 seconds in, there's a little, like... um it's a, it's a beat comes in. It's, yeah. it's just like something, a little click track sounding thing and just a little kick drum. And then throughout the song, there's more um, harmonizing vocals that come in behind her. And then by the end of the song, it's almost like a choir that's singing along with her. Yeah. It's really... Anyways. Uh, good, good layers. 
yeah. good layers. That sounded kind of simple, but I mean, that was a song about layers on top of each other, building building that to that. Because by the end, there's so much happening, right? It's kind of like a crescendo yeah, at the very end. exactly. Yeah, dude. All right, so that was Laura Marling and a song from her album Song for Our Daughter. That one is called Only the Strong. All right, dude, are you going to keep it in this in the somber pocket? Are we going to Yeah, well, I do have the, I do have the perfect song to to follow that, which is great. I'm glad that I saved it and I hadn't played it earlier cuz this is it's actually a really good companion to this song. As far as like songs that will stop you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. Um that you kind of have to pay attention to. So, um this guy, he is a producer that goes by the name Tall Black Guy. And he's been on my radar for a while. He actually has put out some records that kind of feature more down-tempo instrumental type stuff. That's how I got cued into him. Uh, There's a record he came out with in 2013 called Eight Miles to Moanart or Moanar. Anyway, that that was my introduction to him. So um, he put out a record this year back in June called Restless As We Are. So I'm going to read a little, um, these are his words describing the record. He says here, I think around the second month of us being quarantined, I started to be more in tune to the police brutality and racism going on around the country and the world. To me, it feels like deja vu. It seems like we just went through something similar with the murders of Trayvon Martin and Eric Gardner five to six years ago. Today, we have unarmed Ahmad Arbery murdered by white civilians and unarmed George Floyd murdered by a police officer. There are so many more to be named. Between this pandemic, being stuck in the house, and the protests worldwide, there is a looming uncertainty about all of this shit. I put all of my heart, soul, time, and frustrations into this EP. So, with all of that being said, I'm going to play a track here that features a vocalist named Tony Ozier, or Ozier, or something like that. Anyway, he's the rap rapper on this, this track. And this song is called F-I-Y-E. I'm not going to tell you what that stands for because it's more impactful to hear it in the song. So here we go. See 
business But you moving over to the side for I don't even want your purse, I don't even know you But your fears got you running, running Really good stuff. So, does Tall Black Guy sing as well? No, he's just or... a producer. Okay. Um, so, I really like the harmonizing on that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, those lyrics, dude. Gut punch. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, the lyrics are about, you know, the experience of being a person of color in America, right? So, if you, F I Y E stands for fear in your eyes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the gist of the song here is it says here, I'm guilty of just being me. My skin is brown and I wore a frown today. I've seen it too many times. The fear in your eyes. You can't deny. You say you're colorblind, but I see the fear in your eyes. I mean, that's powerful stuff, man. You know, powerful. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm guilty simply because I have brown skin brown and skin. I woke up with a frown today. Yeah. Sorry I didn't smile at you when I walked by. I saw you, you know, clutching onto your purse and stuff like that and like moving to the other side of the street and shit like that. Right. So, yeah, you know, he, he was talking about Trayvon Martin and stuff like that. Right. Obama had very similar comments after the Trayvon Martin ruling where he said, there are very few African-Americans who haven't had the experience of getting on an elevator and a woman clutching her purse nervously and holding her breath until she had a chance to get off. So this is the exact same. It's the same thing. It's the experience of people of color in this country, right? And a lot of people like you and me, just we just don't know what that reality is, you know? Right. We've never had to even conceive of it, right? So this year has been one of those years where a lot of people have, have come to terms with, with this reality, right? It's about time. Right, but stuff like this, music like this is important. One of my favorite verses, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read it right now, dude. I gushed over Earth Gang a couple weeks ago. Um they have an EP called Rags, came out in twenty seventeen. There's a song on there called Meditate. And uh yeah, dude, let me see if I can find these lyrics real quick. Uh, the chorus is, he says, looking for peace in America, looking for peace when I stare at you. That's all they're asking for, dude. Yeah. You know, like they, like you said, they can see the fear in your eyes. Yeah. And all I'm doing is sitting on the bus and I happen to glance over. Or I'm it. just walking past you on the street. Yeah. So anyway, we've said a fucking uh, 
mood and vibe for this episode, haven't we, Q? So we have. Could man. be interesting where we go from here because <laughs> all we got is what we got left on on our pick of songs here. But um, this may be dude, a pivot depending yeah, on what you. I've got a bumper sticker on my car actually that says that, dude. All we got is what we got left. Really? Really makes you think? No, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like it's almost like a climate change type bumper sticker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Here is this one's a doozy. Where do we go from friend. here, Q? I hope you. Uh, well, <laughs> hope you can guide guide the ship to to something well, else. I'm gonna here. gonna make it's gonna be a little more lighthearted. Okay. Uh, so we're all fans of 311, right? Anyone around our age <laughs> who isn't, <laughs> right? So this magical thing happened this year, uh, where the lead singer of 311, his name's Nick Hexum. Uh, decided to collaborate with this vaporwave guy. Vaporwave, yeah, chill hop dude. His name's George Clanton. Uh, they came out with an album. It's I guess it's self titled. It's just called George Clanton and Nick Hexum. It came out in May this year, and I mean it's just one of those things where like it just made me so happy, dude, to hear that buttery Nick Hexum three eleven voice, you know, thrown onto some some vaporwave tunes so i'm gonna play a song from that album it's called under your window
I didn't realize that Nick Hexum was the lead singer of 311 because I've actually listened to parts of this record uh, just because I've I, I kind of when, when I went into my vaporwave hole earlier this year and couldn't dig my <laughs> yeah. way out of it. I was listening to some George Clinton stuff, um, but yeah, I didn't realize that that was the 311 singer. I feel well now it's obvious, but it's like oh duh. But yeah, you want to talk about like a uh, a bridge between like two generations, right? Right. George Clinton is very much a musician for this generation. 311 was like the 90s, and that's a cool mashup of the two. And it's a it's perfect, dude. And like his voice is great for for this kind of stuff, the kind of stuff that George Clinton does. Yeah, you know? there's another song on here called Topanga State of Mind. Yeah. <laughs> Topanga, dude, from uh, Boy Meets World. Isn't that the funny <laughs> thing about Vaporwave is like it taps into like 80s and 90s aesthetic. Yeah. A lot. I mean, shit. I th- I'm pretty sure George Clinton has a an album. Yeah, he's got an album called Virtua.zip. And like, I think he's got like some record called like Encarta or something like that. Or Oh, was that that encyclopedia? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or at least there's a, there maybe there's another artist out there that goes by Encarta. But yeah, it's just funny how Vaporwave sort of taps into the 90s, the weird 90s, like, Aesthetic. It's a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Yeah, too. and then they're like, "Well, let's get this guy from 311 to be on my record." Pretty smart, but it's a good, it's a good pairing for sure. You know. Yeah. All right, Travis. Song number two for you. What you got for us? All right. So, at the end of the episode last week, we talked about Erland Oya and Sebastian Machat. Oh, but and a little record that they put together while they were I know what's coming. Yeah, while they were stuck in. Um, at this hotel. So that record was called Quarantine at El Ganzo. Sebastian Machat and Erland Oya are in this group called The Whitest Boy Alive. And you want to talk about like a special, like those two records that they put out. Mm-hmm. Those are just unbelievable records. The last one that came out was called Rules. It came out in 2009. So this is another band where it's like, man, we haven't heard from these guys in so long. And they they did actually split up completely. Yeah, they 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 weren't like in 2014 on their Facebook page, they wrote that they were no longer composing and playing together as Widest Boy Live. So if you were a fan of this of these two records that they put out, we had no clue that any any new music would would come from them. Right? It's kind of like Kings of Convenience. I feel like I'm always wondering like will there ever be new kings of convenience yeah songs and and kings of convenience of course is the other group that Aaron Landoya has been making music it's him and this other guy we we, we mentioned it last week what's his name man i can't remember his name i always forget because Aaron Landoya is just like etched in my brain i'm looking it up dude because we need to give him a shout out eric glomback bay or bell boy it's a weird hard what to is it it's eric uh Eric Glombeck. I Eric or something? Eric, yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. So Whitest Boy Live is, you know, Kings of Convenience are more, uh, I don't know, singer, songwriter, folky, kind of uh, Simon and Garfunkel kind of music. Yeah. Whitest Boy Alive is straight up like 70s disco pop. Yeah, disco dance, funk. Yeah. And, you know, Aaron Lodoria is just way more prolific, I think, as a musician than his counterpart on Kings of Convenience. Like he's a producer, he's a singer songwriter. He, like he, he has a ton of side projects. He always has. But anyway, 
Um, so Why Does Boy Live put out a single back in March. And the funny thing about it is that they were planning on recording a second single when they got together for that music festival. So it's kind of a bummer because, you know, as we talked about last week, only two of them had arrived at the hotel before flights were canceled, festivals canceled, stuff like that. And that's why Sebastian and Erlen put out that record. It was just them two and they were in quarantine. So that's crazy. They just put out that record out. But it's you like, you want to talk about like planets aligned, you know, like yeah. we would not have had that lovely quarantine at Elganzo record if the rest of the boys from. But we would have had another Widest Boy Alive single. What a catch 22. Man. Okay. All right. Well, that dude, you know what? At least we got this one. Yes. Because it is so great. One of my favorite songs of the year for sure. Definitely. And it's one of those things. I remember when it happened, like, I immediately, like, texted you. I think we featured yeah. this on the show. So if you, we did. If you listen to our episode or to our podcast back in March, you, you've heard this song before, but that was months ago. So we're going to hear it again because it's great. Um, I think we should play the whole song, man. Yeah. So much happens throughout the whole song that needs to be heard. Totally down with that. Okay, so this song is called Serious by The Whitest Boy Alive. Do you want me to be with you? 
should I leave now? Does it have to? Does it have to be serious? Does it have to? That boy can do no wrong. That whitest boy? Yeah. Can do no wrong, dude. Uh, if you look up pictures of Aaron Doria, uh, you'll know why they call themselves the whitest boy alive because that's <laughs> the, what you think of when you see pictures of him. Um, yeah. I love that, man. I love I'm so stoked to be living on this planet at the same time as this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, if you like that song, there is no doubt that you will love their first two records. The first one is called Dreams came out in 2006 and then rules came out in 2009 but yeah um what i've always loved about this band is the guy that plays the Rhodes piano mm-hmm. and like the crew mar synthesizer his name is daniel nintwig it just adds such like a like this nice texture and like lushness to it you know and it makes it sound like a like it's kind of a 70s dance song uh which is which is really cool right i mean and I don't know if, if this is the case, but I'm guessing so, because Dreams and Rules was recorded live. You know, the whole the band all together playing the instruments as if they were playing it right. at a show. Right. That's how, they, you know, it's all it's all one, not one take kind of thing, but, you know, the whole band's together playing the song. That adds to it, too. Based on what we know about what their plans were when they met up in Mexico was to record another single. So, yeah, they probably that's probably still their like their process, right? But anyway, so if you're a fan of Ireland Oya, like this has been a good year for you, you know, musically, because like not only do we get a new Whitest Boy Alive single, the first one in, you know, the first new song from them in 11 years, yeah. but we also got that never would have happened had it not been for the pandemic album between him and another bandmate from Whitest Boy Alive, right? So anyway, hopefully... That didn't, you know, this this year hasn't put too much of a damper on their plans to put out more singles and hopefully a full record as wide as Spoil Life. Shit, maybe they've maybe they've gotten together, you know, in the last few months and found a way to, to record more music, but nothing has been released, you know, since this track. But it'll happen eventually. We know they're they're back together, they're still putting out great tracks. So anyway, all right, Q. What are you gonna do here to close us out? What do you got? All right, so I'm gonna finish off this episode with a track by an artist that goes by L.A. Priest. Ever heard of this guy? I don't think so. I don't know much about him, but this is one of those albums where, so I'm going to play, this is actually the first track on the album, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, all right, this album's going to be great, you know? <laughs> Especially with when I'm discovering an artist for the first time and I press play on, and track one on an album is just a banger, I'm like, damn, dude, this is this is going to be a doozy. So this guy, uh, let's see, I don't know much about him. I'm not even going to look it up. Who cares? Let's just let the music play. I think you're like this, dude. This reminds me a little bit of uh, Here We Go Magic. Or what's the guy's name? Luke Temple. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that stuff. So this is a song from L.A. Priest's album Gene. This is track one off the record. It is called Beginning. Thank you. 
Yeah, I I can definitely see the Luke Temple comparison. It's kind of that like Peter Gabriel kind of vocal type style, you know. Yeah, really unique. The whole album's really from track to track. It's it's all over the place, but really cool stuff. I really like the harmonies that he does and the like the overlapping vocals throughout that uh, chorus. It just kind of repeats the word beginning and or in the beginning and whatever whatever he says i love it dude yeah really good that, that was one of those tracks that just stood out to me and i um yeah i just kept going back to it throughout the year yeah that's a that's a uh that's a good way to end this episode q it's a good song to take us out on well um, travis you seem to always forget that. i know i know what's coming in fact i'm already i've already i've already got plans for it or at least i think i know which one we're gonna do so yeah um if you listen to our last couple of episodes um, what we're trying to do, in addition to our picks of top 20 tracks, um, we're picking songs that are moments is what we call it. So yeah, we're, we're also picking our top five musical moments of 2020. And, you know, last week, one of them was just talking about the quarantine at Algonzo record that came out, which now we've talked about uh, three times on this episode, on this podcast. But yeah, one of the other um, moments that I think stood out to a lot of people and a lot of people paid attention to this year because of how amazing it was, we actually did an episode on it, was when Post Malone covered some Nirvana songs for a live stream to raise money for... uh, It was for PPE. uh, For PPE and first responders and stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, it was just it was it was amazing. It let's put it this way. Anybody who wasn't a fan of Post Malone, maybe because they don't like the kind of music that he puts out, you were a fan of Post Malone after watching that performance. Cause basically what he did was like, you know, people like us who 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 love Nirvana and, and, and grunge music and love nineties rock music, he he brought us into his world, right? Everybody knows who Post Malone is. Yeah. One of the biggest artists on the on the planet um, for a little bit there. Um, and then, you know, I think people who are familiar with, like, his story, like, we all kind of know that he's a fan. Like, he grew up on metal music. He grew up listening to, you know, bands like Nirvana and stuff like that. So, it was awesome to see a Nirvana tribute performance that was done so perfectly and not to mention Travis Barker was on the drum set right of Blink-182 so it was like the perfect like again like the bridging of two generations or at least two fans to you know two generations of um music fandom right so anyway um yeah and I gotta mention dude like I fell in love with Post Malone earlier this year I've I found this video that he posted on Instagram where he's just jamming out to uh, Fleet Foxes. Um, I think it was Shrine. Yeah, the Shrine, the Shrine slash Renard. Yeah, from Helplessness Blues. Him and this other dude, they're just like jamming out to it. Yeah. And the title that he posts with the video is, if you don't love Fleet Foxes, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah, just that alone was a cool moment. That guy is all over the place musically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Post Malone is a... A, a lover of all music types, right? Um, and he brings all that to the to the table with 
his own music. You know, he famously collaborated with Ozzy Osbourne, right, on his last record, which may have came out this year. Shit, I don't even know. But um, like again, so so what makes Post Malone so unique is that he really is kind of this like he 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 listens and takes in everything. He was on. I think he was in a, a metal band or something like that back when back in the day. So anyway, um, so this this concert was amazing. If you if you haven't seen it already, go back and watch it. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. But um, yeah, how about we close out with um, them doing uh, "Drain You"? I was gonna suggest um, something in the way. Well, but we but we played that on our episode. Uh, okay, good call. So if you yeah, if you didn't hear our episode, go back and listen to it. But um, yeah, let's let's close with um, Post Malone. And his, I don't remember who the other guys were beyond Travis Barker, but it was him and four other guys uh, paying tribute to Nirvana. So uh, follow us on Twitter at NoFillerPodcast. You can also find us on our website, NoFillerPodcast.com. And you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the podcast network for music lovers. That's PantheonPodcast.com. All right. Next week is our last five picks of our top 20 tracks from 2020. And then again, uh, just to mention this one more time, uh, if you want to send us your picks of your favorite tracks from 2020, hit us up on Twitter. There is a tweet that we uh, stuck to the top. Is that what they say these days? No, the, the kids these days are saying pinned. Okay, we pinned, we pinned a tweet on our profile that says, hey, send us your submissions. If you have some some tracks that you're like, man, this song was amazing this year, then tweet it at us and we will throw, throw it into the mix and we're going to do an episode in a couple weeks where we feature some songs that you guys have tweeted at us. Uh, we've reached out to some previous guests on the pod as well. So anyway, that's how we're going to close out the uh, the batch of, of recap episodes. So that's in a couple weeks. Anyway, that's that. We're going to talk to you guys next week. In the meantime, like I said earlier, we're going to close out with Post Malone covering Drain You by Nirvana. My name is Travis. And my name is Quentin. You all take care. One baby, two. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 